it. Shit. Welcome in, Couch Guys Sports Podcast, episode 207, officially calling it the Owl's Neighborhood episode. If you hear any screaming children in the background, Owl's episode, Owl's Neighborhood is popping tonight, it sounds like. Suns are, sun's out, the birds are chirping, Owl. The Bruins are officially in the playoffs. We're going to talk hockey tonight. Zdeno Chara and the Boston Bruins, not and, but facing off against each other in the playoffs first round. <laughs> It's a heck of a storyline. We got Jalen Brown, Dunzo. He's out for the season. Um, might talk something baseball related because some news out of Major League Baseball today. Not Red Sox related. Look, they're still the best team in baseball. Um, mm-hmm. They're good. Guys, they're good. Um, tune into Into the Triangle for more in-depth knowledge of that. New episode out. Go check it out. Of course, we're on CouchGuysSports.com, the Twitch channel, YouTube channel. Go subscribe to all the Couch Guys stuff. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all those podcast networks. Can't follow us on Twitter because that account's just long gone at this point. So follow the follow the network at Couch Guys Sports. We're just gonna post a lot of our stuff there until Quags decides he wants to create a new episode. A Twitter, I'm not doing it. I refuse. It's his fault. We're suspended in the first place. So we'll rather die with the uh, the network podcast, the network uh, Twitter. The podcast. Love it. Love it. Hi Al. Hi Jared. What's up, the, buddy? Scre- uh, the screaming's back. It, it's a lot of nice. fun. It's that time of year. It means it's baseball season. It's warm. It's May. Today's May 11th as we sit here and record this. I'm in shorts. I'm sitting. I'm sitting during the podcast, but again, which is great. When I'm healing, we're in recovery. Good. Good. Beautiful we're glad, thing. We're glad to hear that. We, we, we care about the people here at this network. You know, I'd like to say we do. So it's very important. Yes. Uh, do you want to start? I'm going to give you the option here. We haven't talked about this ahead of time. Do you want to start Jalen Brown or do you want to start Boston Bruins? Let's just start with Jalen Brown, get the bat out of the way, and then we can end on something positive. Jalen Brown, out, Dunzo, torn ligament, I think it is, in his wrist, if I remember correctly. It's yep. basically the exact same injury that Romeo Langford had. Uh, re- return table recovery is three to six months. Um, Langford, I think, was closer to the six-month mark, so we'll see how bad Jalen Brown's is, but they're basically saying let's do it now so he can play next year. So he's ready for, like, the beginning of next year which I'm fine with. This year's a wash. I think they know that too. Um, my big question with this is, does this give the Celtics a pass when they get bounced out of the play in tournament to say, oh, well, we didn't have Jalen Brown, so we're going to run it back? No. Is this Danny's excuse? Is no. this the excuse? It, it, well, they're going to try to spin it that way, but how can you? Jalen Brown played in the majority of the season, so he was just a part of the disappointing season as anybody else on that team. Now let me ask you this in return. Who do you blame the season on the most? Oh, God. Um, I would put the blame on Danny H. Bing, 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 bing. Correct. The people that are blaming Brad Stevens, and Jared, I know you're a huge basketball guy just like I am. Mm-hmm. The people that are blaming Brad Stevens for this, it's like, yes, he can connect with his players better. Yes, he can maybe change the rotations a little bit. But other than that, what can he really do? Danny Ainge put this team in the position they're in because he didn't go out and make a trade. He made one trade at the trade deadline. Let me rephrase that. One trade at the trade deadline, Evan Fournier. Great. Great How trade, by the, way. by the way. I do yes. support that. Fournier trade has been playing well. Hope they sign him long-term. Keep yes, and I, and I agree with that. But here's the thing now. Now you've set yourself for an offseason where if you run it back with the same group – and Jalen Brown's not ready to start the season because remember that injury can take up to three to six months. 
So if you do the math out right now, he would miss the first like month of the season or so. You're in the like, six months from now is November 11th. So he would miss probably the first like three weeks right around there. Yeah. But about that, depending on if it's actually November 11th, but yeah. So, so that's my thing is like, if you're the Celtics, Jared, and you go, you're Danny Ainge, you're going into this off season. Oh, hold on. Let you- me, let me channel my inner Danny Ainge. Mm, I love my bench players. Mm, <laughs> I love the 15th player on the bench. Mm. Ooh, the first round. Ooh, I can get the lottery. Mm, okay. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But if you're Danny Ainge, are you making a big splash this offseason to try to get the Celtics back in contention in the East? Because now you have Brooklyn that's going to be around for a few years. Philly's looking good with Doc Rivers in the fold now. He's turned them. I hate rooting for Philly, but I'm rooting for Doc Rivers. I hate Doc, rooting for Philly. You can root for Doc Rivers. That's totally but acceptable. But if it's Doc Rivers or Kyrie Irving... <laughs> <laughs> coming yes. out of the east i'm rooting for doc rivers oh of course and also milwaukee's still in there and you've mm-hmm. seen now the knicks are becoming good the hawks are becoming good the knicks are good i know that's that sentence just sounded disgusting what? coming out of my mouth if pete chatterton listens to this he's gonna be throwing a party but anyways the celtics are now like that I've... bubble playoff team they're exactly where they should be they're in the play in tournament so if you're danny ainge wouldn't you want to make a big move in the offseason I guess hundred percent. I'm going to pose the question that I posed on Twitter. Me and Quags yep. were having a conversation last this morning, early. I woke up to a text from him. I don't know why he, he literally woke me up with this text. That's, that's so, shocking. So, that's shocking that Quags reached out to you first. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Um, I'll get to that in a second. I do want to talk about that question. And if you, for those of you follow me on Twitter, you saw the poll already, but I go back to you blame Danny Ainge. I blame Danny Ainge. This goes back to when Kyrie was here he didn't try to make Kyrie happy. No. Like, I, I, if, I don't know if you agree with this. This is something I, I mentioned to Quags offline, again, through this text conversation. It wasn't Kyrie's fault. If you still look back at what this team is now, what's happening, and what happened then, if you still think this was Kyrie Irving's fault when he was here, you were not paying attention. What happened in that locker room was not Kyrie Irving's fault. It was... Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, probably more Marcus Smart than anybody. That's weird for me because I do like Marcus Smart. This clearly wasn't all Kyrie's fault. They wanted Kyrie to be here long-term. When they traded for Kyrie, it was a great trade. That was their plan. It was Kyrie and find his friends, bring his friends to Boston. They didn't really go hard at Anthony Davis. They claim they did, but I don't believe that. There's no way they did. No. You, you let the Lakers get Anthony Davis. Then – you still can't swing, convince Kyrie to stay and then just bring Durant here because clearly – but Brooklyn did. Right. I know Kyrie's from there and Brooklyn's Brooklyn, but, like, if, if you could have kept Kyrie happy, Durant would have come here. Durant almost came here by himself. Durant almost came here out of OKC. He was like – we were the second behind the Golden State Warriors. At that point, he's just ring chasing. And, and I, blame right, and I was just going to mention, too, who was the second team that Kevin Durant said he would go to after the after the Golden State Warriors? He said he he said he would come to Boston. He took a meeting with Tom Brady and Kelly Olynyk. He took exactly. a meeting. Kelly Olynyk, that's still so yeah. funny. Isn't that still so funny to think? They about sent him that? in like it was like, he was in like flip flops and tie dye out in Nantucket. Yeah, to Kevin Durant, come play come play with us, bro. Yeah, but that's the funny thing Some too. Some of the good stuff is oh. that if Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving were here, oh my goodness, the championship possibilities would be endless. And and, and you know what ha- people would be saying? What a great coach Brad Stevens is. Oh my God, he's coaching Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. It's not about the coach in the NBA. It's about the players. Yes. If you don't have the players, you can't be a good coach. Doc Rivers is the same way. We love Doc Rivers here in Boston. He wants a championship. He sucked before he had Kevin Durant, Kevin Garnett and Paul and Ray Allen with Paul Pierce. Like 
it's all about the players in the NBA. And that's why this is Danny Ainge's fault, 100%. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown need help. And this is where the question gets posed. If you could trade Jalen Brown for Bradley Beal, straight up, because I think that that'd be a possibility. Jalen Brown for, for – you might have to add Marcus Smart maybe for money, but, like, let's just assume for right now, Jalen Brown, Bradley Beal, flip-flop. Would you do it in the offseason? So there's a few factors that you have to think about. First of all well, – well, hold on. First of all, is Marcus Smart back next year? Because Marcus Smart's in the last year of his four-year deal, I'm pretty sure. It could be part of that trade. Okay. So that changes things a little well, bit. Well, money, money-wise, right? You, it, they might need him for money. Because he's okay. contract. So Kemba Walker could be part of that trade. So if you're so I'll say this. It's straight up, yes, I would do it. Say so let's let's pose the question. Let, let, let's rephrase the question. Straight up, who would you rather? Jalen Brown with Jason Tatum or Bradley Beal with Jason Tatum? Bradley Beal, and that's not a knock to, to Jalen Brown at all, because Jalen Brown is flourishing right in front of our eyes. But have you seen the way Bradley Beal's playing? He scored 50 points the other night before he came out with a uh like a strain in his calf or something. Like he's a scoring machine. It, That's the guy you need. Best friends, like they're boys. <laughs> Excuse me. Like if you think about Durant and Kyrie and like them want they're being boys and them being best. That's what Tatum and Bradley Beal are. So I mean, and especially with the situation in Washington, we've talked about it before on this podcast. Washington, like they're they're going to be okay. They're going to play in the playing game, but realistically, Russ is probably gone after this year. Davis mm-hmm. Bertans, who, who knows how long he's going to be around? So is Bradley Beal going to want to stay there? He shouldn't. He shouldn't. No. I, I look at that team, the Wizards, and think they could benefit from having Jalen Brown. Maybe if you give him, if you give, it's Russell Westbrook, if you can convince Russ to stay, right, with his old former coach, because he loves him, right, currently in Washington. Mm-hmm. If you can convince Russ to stay, you give them Jalen Brown, give them Marcus Smart, or maybe just Kemba, like, right, you give them other pieces outside of just Jalen Brown. That's more enticing. You go, okay, we can take that. Bradley Beal doesn't want to be here. He's got a year left in his contract. So if you trade this offseason, he's going into a lame duck year. Unless you're trading, assuming he's going to resign. I think if he comes to Boston, you're going to think he resigns because of Tatum. Yes. But I do that trade. I would Now, too. would I do anything in my power to not trade Jalen Brown and still get Bradley Beal? Yes. Could you pull it off? Yes, considering he's going to be in a walk here. Like, you should be able to flip a let's see romeo langford grant williams kemba walker marcus smart type package for bradley beal with one year left of his deal shouldn't you 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 should again you should because again if i'm bradley beal like you're you're in the 10 slot right now if you're the wizards like do you really see them going up that much no if if you're wick grossbrick if you're the owner of the celtics if Danny doesn't do much this offseason, you got to think about it. You got to think about pulling the plug on Danny Age. Like, I know, I know he's a Celtics legend. I know he's done pretty good things here. He brought in, he was able to get KG here. He, he traded Paul Pierce and KG for who is now Tatum and Brown, but he's not, he's lost his edge. He's lost his ability to make those deals that you need to do to win. And, like, yes, I think Tatum and Brown can work together cohesively long term. This is where I disagree with some people, Nick included who think, well, Tatum and Brown are going to work. It would work this year. No, because all they had was Tatum and Brown. It worked. Yes. Tatum and Brown worked. They were phenomenal this year. They had nothing else. Right. That's they had nothing thing. else. Kemba couldn't play back-to-backs. Like, they're so much better when Kemba's in there. But, like, Kemba couldn't play back-to-backs. Marcus Smart 
was hurt and just is Marcus Smart. At some point, you have a limit there. You're playing Grant Williams. You're relying on Grant Williams, and you trade. You had to trade Daniel Tice of all people, who was actually valuable. Like they got worse when they traded Daniel Tice. I know. Like, look, there's pieces here. I think Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum are not the issue. I'd like to keep both long term and still get Bradley Beal. That's the end goal. But I'd trade Jalen Brown for Bradley Beal. You have Evan Fournier, who's playing lights out right now. Now that he's done with the COVID thing, and I think he's going to probably resign here long term. I'd expect him to. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have other pieces that you can afford to get rid of Grant Williams, Romeo Langford. Um, Tremont Waters is a very valuable piece right now in the NBA. I, I don't want to, but Robert Williams is still in a, a, a trade piece to me. Like you could trade Robert Williams, Marcus Smart, maybe Romeo Langford for Bradley Bill. You do that in a heartbeat. <clears throat> or how about this? How about on the flip side? What about Minnesota? What if you call them, you go Kemba or Smart, take your pick. You keep Jalen Brown, throw Robert Williams in that trade package. So you have Kemba or Smart along with Robert Williams and maybe a pick or two. See what you can get for Carl Anthony Towns. How old is Carl Anthony Towns now? Carl Anthony Towns, I think. Where did he come out? What year was that? I'm pretty sure it's 2015. Okay. So he'd so be about 25, 26, right so around. He's not there. old. He's not old. No. So here, let's let's find out right now. Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns is 25 years old. Okay. You pair a 25 year old Carl Anthony Towns with a 19 year old Jason Tatum. Okay. Um, and, and I was kidding. Um, they're what, 22, 23, respectively? Around Tatum? 24 and 23, pretty sure. 24 and 23. Okay. So you have three players, 25 and under, who are your future studs. I'd do that. I'm okay with that trade. Now, Minnesota, for some reason, seems to not want to trade Carl Anthony Downs for some reason. Um, if you're Danny Ainge, you need to make a splash this offseason. This, yes. this form of the Celtics that you have will not function. And I think the biggest thing that people are forgetting is this form of the Celtics is the aftermath of the Kyrie Irving thing not working still. Because what you had in Kyrie Irving, Gordon Award, Al Horford with a young Tatum and Brown, that, that was what he was shooting for. And that should have worked. That was your title contender. That was it. It was think about that starting lineup right now. Kyrie Irving, Tatum, Brown, Al Horford, and who am I missing? And Gordon. So 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 five. So so go through that again really quick. Slow. Go through that again. Kyrie Irving. Okay. The one of Kyrie the, Irving. One of the bet one of the best point guards of the NBA, top, respectively. Top five player in the league. No, I, I don't know about top five. Top, top five 10, player in the league. Top ten. I'll give you top ten. Either way. Jalen Brown, number two. Jalen Brown, flourishing, developing a developing good shot from the outside. All star this year. All star. Yep. Jason Tatum. We know two time all star. Two time all star. Two time all star. Yep. Budding, budding superstar. Future top ten player in this league. Yep. Gordon Hayward, very very good, and a guy that was underrated here in Boston because of the injuries and everything. But he was an all star in Utah before he came here, and he helped spread the floor. Asterisk on that one. He is hurt again. Yeah, of course of course he is al horford al horford veteran guy that can play in the post and from the outside veteran leader that that like you said that should have worked but it that's your title team that's what's getting put together so like I, I give danny credit for putting that together i also crap on danny because he couldn't keep it together because that's on danny that's danny's job right. but then if you have that then you have marcus smart you drafted grant williams you have robert williams coming off the bench you're still bringing Tristan Thompson. You still have Tristan Thompson coming off the bench. That's a legit team. And then they must, they clearly undervalued Terry Rozier, which is wrong. Terry Rozier is really freaking good. Okay. And imagine Terry Rozier on this team right now with his boys. That would have worked. So 
there, there's some cases here where they drafted some good guys, but like, why are you giving up Terry Rozier and, and for what? You're gonna let Romeo Langford play? Like, why couldn't you have kept Terry Rozier to play alongside Kemba? Like, you could have kept, made this work. But my point is, you're in the aftermath of what should have worked, and now we're kind of in a mini rebuild yep. because all you're left with is Brown and Tatum, which they weren't supposed to be ready yet. They're not supposed to be the guys yet. They're supposed to be playing with the Kyries and the Haywards and the Horfords and then take over. So now what you're seeing is, and I don't want to compare them to Michael Jordan because they're not Michael Jordan, but like you're seeing the early Bulls days before they won a lot. Second round exits, learning how to play in the NBA, really talented scorer, but just can't win. Mm-hmm. Tatum, right? That's what you're experiencing. So people in this town that want to just bail on Tatum and Brown, can we stop with that? Like they're learning how to be stars in the league. They're not even 25 yet they're going to be in this league winning championships when all these other guys in front of them are retired. Right. Like that's where we're at right now. It's all the team. You bring Bradley Beal, you bring or Carl Anthony Townsend to the mix. That's your piece. I, I hate the fact that we've been a piece away for six years, but like at the same time, you need a GM who's going to pull the trigger on something. You have a lot of decent assets in this franchise right now. Like picks you have enough to get rid of, to add in tough deals. You have young players, Neesmith and Pritchett are solid pieces that I would trade those guys for Carl Anthony Towns mm-hmm. or Bradley Beal. Don't you trade Neesmith, Pritchard, um, maybe Robert Williams, Kemba, and a pick for Bradley Beal? Yes. Yes. Like, you now have really good pieces. This is what this is what I mocked at the beginning. Danny Ainge values those players more than he values superstars since day one. So if you're not going to trade those guys that you drafted, those pieces to the teams they belong on for an actual star to compete, you're going to be looking up at Doc Rivers, Kyrie Irving, and Giannis for the next five years. Yep. And it's, it's getting kind of ridiculous. And you know what's not ridiculous? What? The Lawnmower 4.0. Guys, the Lawnmower 4.0. We have, it's Father's Day. It's just around the corner, guys. My first Father's Day. Father's hey, Day. let's give a round of applause real quick. Congratulations, Jared. First, round of first applause. Father's Day. First Father's Day. I'm going Congratulations to you and the wife. <laughs> I love that. Father's Day is just around the corner, guys, and you probably need a gift for your hairy dad. I, I am a hairy dad now. Make your dad grow proud this year and get him yourself the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. The Lawnmower 4.0, guys, it's out. 4.0. You're going to get 20% off and free shipping with the code COUCHGUY20 at manscaped.com. Guys, I promise you this. The Manscaped 4.0, uh, it works. The Lawnmower 4.0, you can use it in the fun region. You can use it in the behind region. You can use it on your chest hair, which I have, and a lot of it. Um, the beauty of it is you can just grab it and go in the shower. It's very waterproof, by the way. I, Al, I, I tell this story all the time. The first time I ever brought it in the, the water, I was shocked that it actually worked. Not going to lie. Um, but it's great. Awesome. In the water, you're rinsing it off. It's clean, easy to clean. It's beautiful. So, Al, it's a wonderful job. You want to be next? Like, Nick likes to cut with scissors when he was a kid for some reason i don't know um, i don't think disgusting you, i don't think you ever did that al i didn't I did, do that. That. I did not did not um, some, someone did, someone didn't teach nick how to do it but either way manscape guys of course is the only men's dedicated brand to below the waist grooming and just launched their lawnmower 4.0 it's great we have it it's phenomenal it's imagine surprising your dad with a sleek well-designed and optimized body hair trimmer that says your balls will thank you on the box 
yeah, give that to dad. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. You might ask, how is this lawnmower 4.0 different from the other trimmers you guys talk about? Well, this upgraded trimmer includes a multi-function on-off switch that can engage a travel look a lock. This is a great feature if you're fathering yourself to a lot of traveling. It also gives the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. You can now shave your balls in the dark. The Lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to customize your trim through additional guard lengths with sizes one through four. You no longer can just have a fade for your hair, your top hair, Al. It's a beautiful thing. The new wireless charging system uses electromagnetic induction, which can help you Battery length lasts longer. Yeah, you heard that right. It's wireless charging ball trimmers are a real thing, guys. Um, literally, I can stick it on a wireless charging pad that I have for my iPhone, and it'll charge. It's amazing. So it's awesome. Uh, the new wireless charges, like I said, it's that electromagnetic induction that works. The Weed Whacker, the nose and ear trimmer is also the best nose hair trimmer on the market and the perfect gift for your pops. They also have other amazing products like the Clone Crop Rock, Ball Wipes, Crop Relief. Reviver, excuse me, ball toner and crop preserver ball deodorant. We've talked about it at length on this show. It's all phenomenal. For all the females listening, you'll appreciate this part. Manscaped products are cruelty-free, parabian-free, I think that's how you say it, dyed-free, and of course, vegan. Get 20% off free shipping with code COUCHGUY20 at manscaped.com. Get your dad a gift you know they will use. Again, 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code COUCHGUY20. Don't forget that you came from your dad's balls this year show your original home some love with manscaped guys yes sir give give your dad a box that says your balls will thank you on it for father's day and maybe throw him a gift card to go play some golf just saying golf's a great gift yep. if you use the golf it is it is i'm going golfing i'm very excited about it i already know i already go golf guys first father's day something weird first father's day yeah how are you how are you feeling real quick before we move into the next uh topic for your first Father's Day ever. Oh, excited. It's Father's Day. We just celebrated we just celebrated Lars' first Mother's Day. We just did Mother's Day this past weekend, so that was fun. Um, and now we're going into Father's Day. I'm excited, you know. I don't need much. I I told Laura, I was like, I just want to go golfing. Let me go golfing. And I'll be happy. So we're going golfing. Me and all me right. and a friend, me and a friend, me and a couple other friends who've all had babies in the last year. We're going golfing. First Father's Day for all of us. So we're just gonna go golfing. You know what? That that is a great gift. The gift that keeps on giving. Congratulations. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it. We have one friend who's currently sitting with his wife in late. What she's in labor right now. Oh boy! As we do this. Yep. Yeah, should should have a baby tonight. We'll find out. Who knows? It could break on. It could break on this show. I get a text saying, "Hey, you're a new uncle." Who knows? Oh boy. Any any time now. Any time now. But you know what? You know what is any time now? Is it that Bruins playoff run? Is it? Is it where? Is it hockey? Is it? Is it where you and I become? the playoff run fans and we're just yes. here to support yes guys, yes we are now watching bruins hockey this is, yes. it. This is the time of year where al and i shine that we watch bruins hockey and try to complain that we like we know everything we've watched all year this is what this is the, this is our time to shine this is. is when i watch hockey every I, I make i make sure i'm there for puck drop i watch intently i crap on why is this guy on this line like this, this is this is my time of year where i literally nitpick coaching decisions and i don't even know hockey that well this is what happens so if kaylee if you're listening i already talked about this on the show I'm apologizing ahead of time, but this is the time of year where I come out to shine with my Tuca hate. This is it. This is the Tuca Rask hate season on repeat. Um, but no. The Bruins officially locked in the three seed last night after Taylor Hall scored a sick, sick overtime goal. That thing was filthy. Yeah. Taylor Hall's finally Taylor Hall. Um, poor Zach Justiero. Uh, so- <laughs> 
Taylor Hall is what we all expect Taylor Hall to be. He loves it here in Boston. He's going to probably sign a team-friendly extension because that's all he wants to do now is just be in Boston. He wanted to be a Bruin day one, in case no one knew this. Um, he did an interview with Spit and Chicklets a while back and literally said, like, yeah, I kind of was wishing that Boston would take me at two, but I didn't get there. And that's, and that's the year we all drafted Taylor Sagan, people, by the way. Um, so, which kind of worked out for a little bit. But Taylor Hall wanted to be a Bruin. He now is a Bruin. He's not, he's not that old, and he wants to be here. So, that's exciting. It is. This team out, round one, locked it in. They're playing the Washington Capitals. I almost said the Wizards. The Washington <laughs> Capitals. Round one. Alf, I don't know if you knew this, but Zdeno Char is no longer a Bruin, by the way. Um, Zdeno Char is now in the Washington Capitals. Wait, I, I thought he was on the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, no, he's a Capital. Oh. And they are playing Zdeno Chara in the first round of the playoffs. Color me so, shocked. So, of course, this was going to happen. As soon as Zdeno Chara leaves, of course, you're going to play him in the first round. There's no way to avoid this, especially when the realignment where in the old system before COVID, because they, they did the regions this year based off of location to help with the spread of COVID, right? They didn't like all the Canadian teams have been playing together and like up there in Canada and all this stuff. We wouldn't have played Washington. There's a lot less of a chance of playing Washington in the first round because they're in the other part of the Atlantic division. I, I don't even know. They're on the other half right. of the Eastern conference. So basically they are playing us because of the alignment. Like we don't usually we play like the Maple Leafs in the first round because the Maple Leafs are always the ones we had to play. We haven't played Toronto all year. We didn't play Tampa all year. Like those guys just didn't play us, which is great. Don't mind me. Don't mind it. The Maple Leafs are good this year because they didn't have to play Boston. But I like the matchup against the Capitals. The Bruins are the best team in hockey, I think, or close to it since the trade deadline. Yep. Um, they obviously trade. They got Lazar, um, Mike Riley is the other guy's name, and Taylor Hall. Tall, so Hall is something stupid. Like in 16 games, like eight points, like four or five goals, I think it is. Something stupid. It's like a plus 15 on the ice. This team, I think, is a, no one should want to play the Bruins in this in this postseason. This is the this is the year, and this is the type of team where you watch in the past and go, "Well, that's the team that can go win a cup despite not being a top team because that's that's what hockey is, right?" In the play, like the Kings, those years when they won the cup, like this is a team now that because of the moves that now again Don Sweeney, GM of the year in Boston, saw a hole in his team and actually made a move mm -hmm. and, and improved his roster. Take notes, traded, Danny Ainge. Traded for a superstar, and look what happened. They're instant cup contenders again. They're cup contenders. Al, you can't look at this team and think they're not cup contenders right now. Agree fully. So, you know, it's funny. I went on Twitter today, the, the old Twitter machine, and I basically tweeted oh, out, tell me, what I, tell me what I need to know. Because as you admitted, Jared, we're casual hockey fans, so we don't know what's going on. Tell me about Very. the first round series in Washington. I got four or five replies that I think you'll like. Okay. Okay. The first one is from, let's see who we have here, at Brandon underscore Pare, somebody I went to college with. What's up, Brandon? Oh, I need stories, Brandon. You need you need to tweet me or something. We need, we need college <laughs> stories. All right, keep going. <laughs> the key is going to be our play in the neutral zone, having to be quicker than them. Four check is always important. We have to prove we are the more physical team. So Brandon Pare is saying more physical, which I agree. They, the Bruins do need to be more physical. Don't fight Sedato Chara. Got it. Okay. At Diego the DJ, I want to see Tom Wilson knock the F out. That's all. And I agree with that. There's some legit motivation in this series. No one likes Tom Wilson. I know. I even know that. We know Tom, that. Tom, Tom Wilson. Dirtbag. Scumbag. Absolute dirtbag. Uh, friend, friend of the program, Jake Ruthier. 
not taking stupid effing penalties all game. Major key. Okay. Jake, and I'll make the point even stronger for you. No fucking penalties. Got it. There you go. There you go. Good. Our good friend, Kaylee Allard. And I think this was the most in detail and honestly the best response. The Bruins are better on paper, but their power play is lacking and the Capitals are bigger and more physical. Like we just talked about earlier in an earlier response. If the Bruins can figure out how to dominate them in those aspects and throw more hits, I think they have a good chance of winning, which I agree, I agree with. I, I don't like how you strategically just kept goaltending out of that comment. Um, but, but I agree. The power play needs to be strong too. In the years that they, in 2011, the funny thing is they didn't have a really good power play that year, and they still they did not. Phone call. They didn't have a strong power play, and they still won the cup. But Taylor Hall helps that. Yes. Next. And then finally, the last one, our good friend at Matthew underscore Jordan, aka Matty B. Matty B. Hockey. That's it. That's my response. Hockey. Hockey. We're talking hockey. We're talking hockey. That might have been just the best pure response ever. Like Kaylee's was the most in depth, but Maddie's was just the best. Period. We're talking puck, Al. We're, we're, we're talking sticky puck, Jared. Get pucks in the cycle of puck. Pucks on net. That's it. That's Talk. it. That's, That's it. what we got to do. But realistically, and this is kind of a take that a lot of people have said, and I agree with it. I'm going Bruins in six. I agree. Yep. Um, Bruins in six, or uh, I don't want to say five. Bruins are not going to win if they go to game seven. Um, because that game is also in Washington. But I look at this series and go, if Tuka Rask plays, and he's supposed to, right? He's supposed to play every day. He's been resting. He's fine. He's supposed to be fine. If Tuka Rask plays, they're good enough to get by this. I don't think Tuka's the guy. My big question is this. The Swayman guy or Halak is your backup goalie into the playoffs. This is when I don't know. I don't even know the answer. I think it's going to be Swayman. But I think it should be Swayman. Like, it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to be Swayman. I love Halak, but like Swayman's earned the right to at least sit behind Tuca and be on the bench for the playoffs. Uh, he's not going to play a lot. Like I think Tuca's going to play majority of the games, which he should. He's your, he is your best goalie. I don't think he's a title winner goalie. He hasn't proven that, but like he's your best goalie. So if this Bruins team wants to do anything, Tuca Rask needs to be a net. Um, but man, it's just something about the Capitals freak me out. Uh, I'm excited though. The thing about hockey and postseason hockey is that like. I could I can casually watch a hockey game throughout the year. I'm not itching to get in front of a TV to do it. Something about playoff hockey makes me want to sit down and watch a game of hockey. It's so fun. It's fast paced. It it's continuously going and going and going. And one thing about Swayman too, by the way, his regular season, Jared, in nine games played, he was seven and two. You want to guess what his goals against was? In the in the seven and two record games? Yes. Um it's something like three or four. No, no, no. Just goals against average. Oh, average, like per game? Yeah, goals against average, yeah. That's a per game average, right, Stat? Per game, per game, yes. Uh, One and a half. Yeah, right around there. 1.44 with the 946 save percentage. Guys, Pretty I watch good. hockey. Yeah, yeah. I watch all the Bruins games. Yeah, you do. Um, Pretty good. Pretty good for a backup. Good. This guy could be your guy, like, moving forward. Like, Tuca, again, Tuca's up after this year, next year, one of those two. Um, Got to start thinking about moving off from Tuca. Now, if they make a run and Taylor Hall comes back, like this team, the way it's put together right now, you bring Tuka back is a legit contender again next year, right? Um, Bergeron and Marshawn clearly aren't slowing down anytime soon. Um, Crazy still looks good, right? Like these these core pieces, we keep thinking, oh, they're getting old. They're getting old. They're legit. 
Marshawn leads the Bruins in all the point categories. <laughs> like it's insane. Um, the top two lines of the Bruins right now, the, the, the perfection line that we like to call it, Bergeron, Marshawn, Pasternak, and then you have Krejci with Taylor Hall and who's he? Who's that a line? Oh, Craig Smith. Is that who's playing with them? Yeah, those sounds those that sounds top, right. That top six is lethal. That second line has been good since Taylor Hall got put in there. Someone finally had is is able to play with David Krejci. Yes, wholeheartedly it's agree. Great. All right, we're gonna leave it there. We talked Bruins, Couch Guy Sports Podcast, episode two oh seven in the books. Lock it down. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all the Twitch channel, YouTube content. I think we're live on Twitch as we record this. Actually, so we are. Keep going. You're not listening live, but anyway, just go subscribe to the Twitch channel. Go through also subscribe, a follow on the YouTube channel as well. Hit the little bell, get notified, watch all of our fun videos. Um, we're going to do more there as well. But um, And keep an eye out on the, the info about the Twitch. Me and Al are doing something on the Twitch channel soon. Um, you guys will like it. Especially It'll baseball. Be fine. You guys will It'll like be it. Fine. Yep. Uh, Al, we'll be back next week. Maybe, maybe not have a guest. We'll see. Who knows? We're just going to reach out to people and figure it out. But Yeah. If not, worst case, it'll be me and Al's mug again. And we'll talk. We'll definitely talk Patriots schedule. That comes out tomorrow. That'll be fun. So we'll talk some of the Patriots schedule stuff, probably. Maybe the Celtics not even making the play-in game. A lot to get to. Until then, Al, have a great week, bud. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. You too. Take care, everybody. Oh, wait. Shit. <laughs>